0: So, welcome my fellow human beings, I'm going to go straight into this speech because I've uh, I've been warned by the Women's War Office that I am not, on no account, to waffle. Charming, eh? So how did we meet Mr Howe? Well, I must admit, when I first ever clapped eyes on Roberto, I wasn't keen. Not at all. In fact, I thought he'd be some sort of care in the community. He was always in the blues bar, sat in between the phone and the fag machine, whooping, and hooting, rowing and raucousing with what half the time seemed some imaginary friend. And he'd always cast you that switchblade stare as you swerved round him to get to the toilet. Very unnerving. No, I definitely thought, he's not for me. Basically because he looked and sounded three parts mentally insane. But then, well then we were quickly drawn together by the same traits of tragedy. Those being our femme fatales. You see, every artist has them and they usually match their color periods. But they're in i.e. Picasso had blue, Klimt had gold, and Rob, well, he had black, or rather a dark shade of black. You see, he was keeping the company of a raven-haired, raven-hearted uh, muse, and, uh, well, one of them was a volatile dipsomaniac who we called the Black Narcissus, although she was white, and the other one was called the Doom in the, in the Room, a pansexual fascist who dressed in leather and read Nietzsche and Mein Kampf. Total Nazi. Fortunately for me, my own femme fatale, a Spanish hot blood, left for Barcelona after burning parts of the flat down with some love letters and attacking me. But Roberto, well, I was fully expecting to walk into his studio and find him stretched out as the canvas onto which... His two malevolent muses would be painting his still life using his own still blood. But still, our dark triad was brought together and we began murdering the Midnight House and slaughtering our sobriety in some sort of vain attempt to try and heal our hemorrhaging hearts. What we really should have done was to buy a couple of bulletproof vests and go into hiding for it wasn't long after this that I was hospitalised and given a police caution at my bedside, and Roberto, well, he was constantly dodging the bullets. He could have done with a bodyguard and a crash helmet. But eventually, one of his muses or nut jobs did leave and was later sectioned, which relieved the pressure somewhat on our self-preservation society. One thing that we, we all did have in common, our trio, was that we shared the same shrink and swapped and swallowed the same seroton smarties. Still, our bond grew stronger and stronger and most nights we'd stay up while the wee small hours and uh, and chat in what became known as the Dawn Confessions, due to us keeping company with a an ex-seminarian priest from the Vatican, Rome, Neil. He was acting at that time as our spiritual advisor, although he was slaking... ...down more alcohol than we were. The dreadful old and filthy got the better of all of us. You see, we had one rather big problem between us... ...and that was that it, basically we had gullets as long as neck scarfs ...that stretched all the way down to our stocking feet. And every time we started drinking... ...it sort of turned into a, an attempt at suicide. But still, we did have the priest... On hand to issue the last rites if any of us were to slip or drown under the deep, dark waters of wine. The wonderful thing about Rob was he had an open heart and he read like an open book. He was also open all hours. You could wander round to Rob's any, at any time of day or night, and there he would be, our very own mentoring sage, with whom. We all felt as though we were coming of age. Oh, yes, we'd done, done quite a bit of travelling, me and Neil, our seminarian scholar, but, well, we hadn't really... We, hadn't, we weren't worldly-wise on the domestic uh, terrain front. We hadn't had wives or children. and We'd never lived alongside an all-swinging 60s hippie from an ashram who, like all good gurus, was totally classless. He was without bias, even though he'd been an officer's son and privately educated, he wasn't at all snobbish. Indeed, he was a spiritual, soulful, good Samaritan who offered shelter and support to many, including myself. The great thing was, for me, Roberto was a brother, a mother, a father and a sister all rolled into one. It was quite wonderful, and he was so welcoming. Rob also threw the most magnificent parties. In fact, his life was one big world party. And he also carried the knowledge on everyone in Harrogate. He knew where the bullets, and the bodies, and the buckets of blood be buried. We once said of Rob if any one of our crew ever reached a position of power or privilege, then we would definitely have to sort of have dear Rob assassinated to try and keep a a tin lid on the terrible truth. You see, everyone had passed through his apartment. It was a transient stage upon which we all danced. I mean, I arrived one night to find the ex-Lord Mayor and the Chief of Police dancing semi-naked across the disco floor. Oh, yes, Robert was... Certainly, open. Well, it was an open bar and an open door policy to everyone. I myself, under Rob's guiding wing of tutelage, had dropped out of a disciplined life, working aboard super yachts, to become this Takapuna tramp who was living as a beatnik in some sort of hippie squat, sharing space and saliva with every leftover, god Lady Godiva that he'd left behind. But... To me, well, it was just a magnificent mayhem of madness with Rob. We live like two born-again teenagers. As he used to say, these may not be the best of times, but it is the only time that we're going to get. So um, remember, there's no tomorrows, it's just today, this is it. It's not a dress rehearsal, and you're a long time dead. And he certainly taught us how to live life on a ledge, or oh, me. Uh, he, he would indeed take you to the edge of the ledge and give you a gentle push to see if you could even fly. And you can always tell when someone's becoming a legend in their own lifetime because, well, people begin to write and they talk. Uh, you know, they talk about you whether it be good or bad. It doesn't matter. They still talk about you. They write prose, poetry and songs of your many exploits as though you'd be a folkloric hero. And for this reason, I say that uh, Rob has become uh, sort of immortalised, not just in the normal way of passing across his DNA in the usual form of children and grandchildren, as as he already has, of course, but also aesthetically he's now become... Immortal through his art, which with him being so prolific and professional in this lifelong endeavour, it sort of now spans time, tide and terrain across the entire globe. The wonderful thing is work is everywhere, especially with everyone he ever met. Recently I said to Rob when he mentioned being so far away from us, you know, living out in the Czech Republic. I recently told him, I said, well, your, your work hangs on every wall in old H-Gate. I myself wake up to you. I fall asleep with you. The first thing I see and the last thing I see is you. And hopefully till my dying day it always will be. So to me, you see, Rob, well, he will always be that beautiful work of art which I shall forever hang on the empty walls of my heart. His son Greg told me that his palate was still wet with paint in his final hours. He'd been working through the pain and suffering. And due to this dedication, well, we all have part of him hung on our walls. We also had a motto which only Rob stuck to. He was the only constant out of all of us. He sort of, well, he was there, always there. We said of Rob that he was the Bohemian fugitive that rebelled against the forces of conformity that would have enslaved him into a life of convention. Forever and ever he remained obstinate in exile. And indeed he did, moving to live in Bohemia with a beautiful Bohemian woman called Miri, who is here today, who he admitted to me had saved him from himself, his wild, wild self. Well, I say this to you, my dear, dear friend. Thank you for saving me from myself, you beautiful, beautiful bohemian. God bless you. I shall see you on the other side. All my love. S.